you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Here is Evans, and they get the touchdown anyway. Here's Montgomery, cuts up the touchdown. And now one timeout for the Bears. They like Jimmy Graham down here in the red zone. Pulls, end zone. What a catch! Graham, touchdown! Brady is taken down. Khalil Mack, fourth down and five. Brady passes, broken up, incomplete, and the Chicago Bears are going to take over. That's right, the Chicago Bears, they're taking over the entire country. Get on the Nick Foles Express. I'm Greg Rosenthal with James Palmer on this Thursday night recap with the Bears winning 20 to 19 over the Buccaneers and James I thought this was one of the most entertaining games of the year I, I would put it right there with the with the Russ versus Cam showdown a little bit of defense a little bit different but I didn't know what was going to happen I thought it was interesting you don't you don't seem as impressed uh with the well, Bears and Buccaneers and what they gave it gave us down down the stretch you're right Greg it, it was entertaining but like you, you mentioned Nick Foles. Everybody jump on the Nick Foles train. Like, <laughs> no, I, I don't know how really. many text messages <laughs> from my boys back home in Philly are going to send me going, I told you, I, we should have never let Foles go. We should, I mean, because I, I still get those texts like every week. But, I, I mean, the way him and Brady played, I don't think anybody's getting a statue built out in front of a stadium like the last time they squared off because Nick Foles got one after he beat Brady. I, I Between the two of them, I don't think either one of them played out of this world. Um, no, that's true. And the sloppiness kind of just slowed the pace for me. The end saved it, I think. That that that's fair. So there was a ton of penalties. There's a ton of ton of sloppy plays. There could have been about six Nick Nick Foles interceptions. So you, I don't think your buddies should be texting after this game. I mean, the Bears had under 250 yeah. yards of, of offense. Um, but it was a, a fascinating game, I, I thought, just because I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go the whole time. I think there was five lead changes, and you expected there to be a six. So let's start mm-hmm. there. The the Bucks get the ball back um, with under a minute 30 to go. Brady, all he needs to do is get them into field goal range. The first you know play of the drive is a, a perfect 12-yard uh, throw where Mike Evans gets out of bounds. There's about a, a minute six left. Like everyone watching at that point, I'm thinking the Bucks are going to go win this game, and uh, they did not go win this game. No, what what I'd like to go back a little bit behind it though, like why were the Bears throwing the ball? Mm. I mean, Brady should have honestly had probably less time to work with. If you look at the Bears' previous drive, I don't understand throwing it those last couple of times. Um, to me, you were trying. You, you know, it's Tom Brady. You should try to take as much time as you can. And and to me, I was curious about a couple of the throws there. I do know the way the kicking history is in Chicago. I think that was part uh, of it. That does that does exist, and, and I know that plays into it. But we should break down this because I, I mean, Brady putting the, the. I first thought Brady screaming at his offensive line on the sideline was going to be the most entertaining 
clip that we saw from this game. But I think Another the reason four, why it was fun. Yeah. And then, then yeah. four. Yeah. Tom Brady does not realize after he throws an incompletion, seemed to kind of be in between receivers. I think that one was to break that he was out of downs. He had mm-hmm. to ask the official. He thought he had another down, a senior moment for the 43 year old, like in the, in the, <laughs> in the, I, I'm not going to put too much into this. They're missing some players, but he, he has said it. You don't really experience. Um, you're only going to gain that chemistry. And you get, you were around this team more than anyone in August. He, he says those mm-hmm. sort of things a lot. He lives for moments like this. And these are the moments where you want to build that chemistry and the Bucks sort of fell short. And he did too, not, not knowing, because who knows if he would have made a different decision on that play if he had known it was a fourth down. Exactly. And we don't know. All of it is new, right, Greg? Like the communication, what is Byron telling him in his ear? You know, is that something that McDaniels is, says every single time? You know, you would think at 43 in Tom Brady's career, he would know the downs, but all of it is new in terms of the communication from the headset back to Brady how the play comes in, how the communication, the chemistry goes with him and his teammates. The one, the first play is Mike Evans. That's who he's really grown the chemistry with. But look at who else is out there. There are only a couple of games into that. Every time I talk to Byron, every time I, you know, Tom Brady addresses us, it's we're learning all of this for the first time. This is the first time we're going through X. This is the first time we're experiencing Y. But the other part of this is you would have loved to see Brady go through this with who we think will be the guys he's going to down the mm. stretch. and into a playoff run. No Chris Godwin, no really Leonard Fournette. Mike Evans could barely run out there and was playing on pretty much one leg. He's now lost OJ Howard and Cameron Brate's first catch of the season was a touchdown a year ago. Now he's had really good chemistry with Brayton Camp, but he has barely been on the field. Scotty Mm. Miller was leading this team in receiving, but he came into this game banged up with a hip and a groin injury. He was pretty much insignificant today. So he's going to guys that he hasn't really gone to before, but the whole operation of it is something that we probably wanted to see better, right? Obviously not forgetting the downs. I think that's probably part of it. Um, but the operation of that final drive, we do want to see them take a step now that they're, you know, a quarter of the way into the year. I've been with them, you know, every single game this season and it's been, they've grown here. They learned this. We've seen the, you know, the biggest thing to me is the red zone between Mike Evans and Tom Brady has been perhaps the biggest growth that they've had. The nonverbal communication with the two of them down there is brilliant. It's a head nod. It's a wave. It's, it's something. And they change a play and they've been great down there, but I don't think he really had everybody at his disposal, but everything is new. We wanted to see right. probably something better come out of it. And obviously Brady probably wanted something better out of himself. It, it's a really good point. His leading receiver tonight who looked good was Tyler Johnson. And then Gronk was second yeah. and, and Gronk was like, you know, Hit, you know, cat going for balls that weren't actually intended for him and was a, you know, a target on the, on the second to last play of the game. And he's not moving well. I mean, I'm a little, I'm almost a little bummed out, like watching Gronk lumbering down the field when uh, they set up a, a nice screen for him. And it's just, everything looks a, a little bit awkward, mm-hmm. but the, the reason it's disappointing, I think is in the context of the game because they moved the ball well in the first half. Um, you know, they, they were in control, if not for a fumble, uh, you know, by, you know, by one of the receivers, was it Hudson or Mickens that had the fumble right before Keyshawn the end Vaughan, of the first Keyshawn, half? Well, Keyshawn Vaughn got popped right before the right. half. Their, their rookie right. running back, Keyshawn Vaughn gets drilled. It's very similar to the play that went the opposite direction of them against the Chargers a week ago, right? right? The rookie, another rookie, Josh Kelly ends up fumbling 
the exchange with Justin Herbert and sets them up to a touchdown right before the half and flips the momentum. And I think it kind of happened in reverse in this game. It, it did, but so the, the Bucks looked more in control. Their defense, for the most part, played well, but there's been some recurring issues with this Bucks team. Number one, like the penalties. Like uh, a lot of these games, they have a lot of penalties. Mm. Tonight was sloppy. You saw Brady going crazy. But the thing that surprised me more, and this is where we should give a lot of credit to the to the Bears, is you know Brady gets the ball back with under three minutes to go, and the lead's still at that point. And they go three and out. They spend 16 seconds. Yep. I'm not going to kill him for throwing two of those downs. Just like I'm actually not going to kill Matt Nagy for kill. I know everyone else in the world, including you to start, <laughs> this is killing him for being aggressive. But they were they were trying to win the game there. And yes, it would have gotten it down. You know, are you going to run two times to set up a long field goal to make them use the timeouts? Uh, you know, to get to 40 seconds, or you try to win the game. And they, they tried to win the game to their best player, Allen Robinson. I'm not going to totally kill him there. Uh, I'm going to kill the Bucks O-line a little bit just because I'm so surprised. Um, they've played so awesome. I really respect this guy, Brandon Thorne, on Twitter, who watches more you know offensive line tape than anyone. He had three bucks on his all-pro team through a quarter of the season. He had mm. Wirfs, Jensen, and Marpet. Now, I think most people would agree with, with Jensen and Marpet in the middle. He said there's been injuries at right tackle, and he hadn't seen anyone better than Wirfs, so he's been a good pick. But tonight he got a lesson in peak Khalil Mack and the Bears defense to me is one of the five or six best defenses in the league. I would put the Bucks in that category too. But tonight it was kind of the Mack show. You put him against Wirfs, he's creating all sorts of damage. Vita Vea, who got, um, I mean, rather, uh, Akeem Hicks uh, made some plays in the middle of this line. And then you put Mack on the other side against Smith and he kind of wrecked this game in the second half. Like, this is why you trade all those picks. This is why you give all that money. Like, if it's almost any other pass rusher there, the, the Bears do not win this game. And so this is kind of an old school. We have a real defense and we're going to be a factor Chicago Bears team. I, I don't ever want to say, Greg, that offensive linemen ever read their clippings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe Ooh. the Bucks offensive line, you know, that's not a position of guys that go out there and, 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 and you know, read their clippings. But Bruce Aarons raved about this group after the Chargers mm. game. I mean, he said it's the best he's seen them play in years. Not the best he's seen them play like recently. He's like, it's the best I've seen our, an O-line play in years. And, and this was completely different. If you go back and watch the film, Austin Wirth's Joey Bosa, he was phenomenal. Yep. And, and it's great. funny that you brought up like Khalil Mack, any other pass rusher, it, you know, and Joey Bosa is not any other pass rusher. <laughs> and and he even made a point to go up to Wirfs after the game and be like, you are going to be a great player. Hmm. But man, they had, they were smart to move Mack around because Donovan Smith has been an issue for them at left tackle. They have been upset with him early in this season. And he was manhandled a couple of times. And and a distinct point that sticks out to me is the time, remember, late in the game when he sets out way too wide and, and Trey can makes the point mm-hmm. to going, you can't let guys go inside about uh, with a guy like Tom Brady, right? You know, right. you want the pass rusher to go inside if you're a guy that moves and rolls out and can do things. You can't do that if you are, you know, the left tackle for Tom Brady. And, and Khalil Mack wrecked this game. I don't know what it's called. You had one tweet about it. What do you what you got to come up with like a, a nickname for sacking the quarterback oh and the tackle after the he, sack? He threw twist. He like hip checked, kind of body slammed. I mean, I don't know because I've never done that to um, you know another human other than my to son. He's like five years old. You know, yeah. sometimes he comes at me. I'll 
I'll throw him on the ground. Uh, that was one of the most impressive feats of strength that I've ever seen. You sack, you sack mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Then the, then you want some, uh, a 340 pound guy. Uh, you throw him on the ground too. It's crazy. Cause I'm looking at the box score now and, they the two defensive lines have My almost wife says the same. I don't know if that's if that she's <laughs> she's Mexican, so I don't know if Sacados is good. But okay, I like that's that. What she's thrown I'll, out there. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, the the two defensive lines had similar numbers. The eight quarterback hits and three sacks. So that's like a great night. But you expect that when the Bucks are going against um, Nick Foles, who holds on to the ball and took a lot of hits, and that that's mm-hmm. just sort of the story of his career. And you're going up a really good even. You rarely see that with Tom Brady, who who usually gets rid of the ball uh, more quickly. He had to just duck into one of the sacks tonight, and that's where you see like th- they're doing well. I've watched them a lot, and and we'll talk about the Bears in a second. But I, I've seen them be good in spurts, and I don't think if you haven't watched the Bucks every game, and I know you have, James, so that's why I'm asking you, mm-hmm. like. I, I don't think that their offense has been quite as good as people think. Um, you know, they had that big second half against the Chargers, but that, that was kind of it. That doesn't mean everything's solved. That's okay. You can win games with this defense, clearly. But it, they're, they're working through some things. Ooh, what is that? They really are. And actually, that was the opposite of the way the first several games went. They were starting so well, and, and they were coming out of the gate great, and then they weren't finishing. I mean, if you go look at the second half numbers for Brady – before last week, they're, te- they're they're not good. I mean, they they weren't finishing games very well at all. And then that game was kind of the opposite. I think after that fumble we brought up earlier, Brady had a perfect quarterback rating. Hmm. Before we go, I do want to ask you, like, what's your faith in this Nick Foles led Bears team? Because Bears fans like to get in my mentions and say, like, we don't believe in them enough. And uh, this night had a little bit of both. Like, I, I didn't. I'm no more confident in this offense after tonight than I was really going into it. And yet, you know, <laughs> they find a way to beat a good Bucks team. Yeah, I, I the one exchange between Matt Nagy and Nick Foles on the sideline is the one that gives me a lot of confidence, honestly. For him, that's the most animated I've ever seen him on the sideline, pleading to go up tempo, pleading to the coach about this is what we have to do. I think that exchange right there between Nagy and him and Nagy listening to him, I think tells me a lot about where they are in terms of their relationship moving forward. All right, well, uh, James, you, you you said it all, as Dan would say. You're the Bucks. You're the Bucks like Svengali right now. You're kind of like the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You're at one with the Bucks. You're using Byron Leftwich, like you got him on a first name basis. So just like when I'm talking to Byron, yeah, you know, I mean, you're it's, just it's, you're, you're that guy like right a, now. Is he on share, he's not on like a share level or anything where he's like a one name guy, I guess, <laughs> uh, or Gaga, Byron. <laughs> Yeah, Byron. Does everybody Byron's good. know it, it's Byron? Yeah. I think so. Byron Leftwich, the coordinator. It is really weird to me that like Byron Leftwich is Tom Brady's coordinator. Like, didn't he come into the league after Tom Brady? Yeah, he absolutely yeah. did. Tom's been trying yeah. to convince him to come back. He thinks he's got something when they throw the ball together. In, Oof. In uh, speaking like Byron Leftwich was kind of like a, a younger uh, version of Nick Foles. Like he was out there taking a beating. Like he'll stand uh-huh. in there. He'll, he'll make some throws. He'll uh, rally the troops. Um, um, but James, we appreciate you, you coming on this Thursday night. You know, we shouldn't just have you for Bucks talk. We can have you for any talk. And so we'll do that down the line that, this season. We, we should, you know, it's uh, it's early. It feels late in the season, but it's only week five. Uh, we will be back on Sunday, of course, uh, with our flagship recap show. Uh, if you missed it, you can check out our, our preview show also just uh, just to 
button a few things up that we left open there. The the Titans Bills as of this taping has been get rescheduled for Tuesday, and Broncos mm-hmm. Patriots is going to be on Monday. But if you're listening to this show, if you're that big of a fan of the NFL, you probably know that by now. All right, let's get out of here, Ricky. For James Palmer, Eric Antamposi, I'm Greg Rosenthal. We will see you on Sunday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.